0: to the Living Parables podcast, where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through His Word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. To all the listeners tuning in the show today, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate all of you. Now let us begin.
1: Welcome to a special edition of
0: a uh, quick study on Deuteronomy 10. God willing, I'll be doing this here in a few hours for a call to worship for church, but I thought it'd be appropriate now to uh, to do one. Um, my wife is feeling a little bit ill, so usually I usually go to uh, Bible study in the morning. And unfortunately, um, that's not going to happen, so and that's okay. But... I figured we'd talk about Deuteronomy 10 and how it kind of came about is I was looking through scriptures about how awesome God is. And and I just got, I got kind of stuck in Deuteronomy 10. And as I was looking through it, I was just kind of like, wow. And That's what happens when you read scripture and even in the old testament, because those old testament scriptures are in fact still scripture, and the Holy Spirit is the author of that. And we know that He is God. So therefore, let's let's dig in. So Deuteronomy uh, ten, we're gonna start in verse twelve, and just to give you a little bit of a background. Moses had destroyed both of the tablets, uh, which the 10 commandments were written on in stone. And what happened is uh, Moses went up and the tablets were were rewritten by God himself. Uh, How that came about, I have no idea. I wasn't there. But I will say though that um, there is no limit as to what God can and cannot do. Uh, except for sin, obviously, and evil, but uh, that withstanding, we know that uh, God can do all things. Um, he ap- appeared to Moses uh, in a burning bush, and he led the, the nation of Israel uh, with a illuminated cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Um, he parted the this, the Red Sea uh, with his power. Um he provided manna for the nation of Israel and pheasants, uh, or I don't think it was, actually there were pheasants, but he provided birds uh, by divine miracles. He provided water for them in miraculous ways. So again, now, obviously, those things are not happening um, in that dramatic effect today. Uh, but the Lord still is alive and active uh, and he's he's working through us and in us, and that, that's a wonderful thing. So and now that you have a little bit of a background, verse 12 is, is I mean, just all we're going to do is, is go through these scriptures. I'm just going to lay it on your hearts and, and let God do the work. I'm not going to fully go into what Nate thinks about the scriptures. Uh, I will explain a little bit of, of it, but I just want this to be, a, Just a, it's, it's a time of worship. Uh, some of us are getting prepared for uh, church today, and I rarely do this on on Sunday mornings, but like I said, special circumstances kind of led to led to this, which is which is good to God be the glory so Deuteronomy ten twelve says this now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you but to fear the Lord your God and to walk on all his ways and love him and to serve the Lord, your God with all of your heart? With all of your soul, and to keep the Lord's commandments and His statutes, which I am commanding you today, for your good. So, uh, we have heard this before. Matter of fact, I believe Jesus quoted this. If you, uh, if you remember, uh, bonus points to you if you can uh, put in the chat and find out where that cross reference is. So,
1: anyway, uh, Jesus. Uh,
0: quote a scripture because he's the one that spoke it um, now I know that this is penned by the hand of Moses but all scripture is God breathed so everything in scripture is inspired by the spirit Christ or God the father again what does God require from us and more specifically the nation of Israel at this, at this moment in time is, is to walk in all His ways to fear the Lord. And that's not a, a such a terrified fear that we, we can't move, but it's a reverent fear. It's a fear that that we desire to obey him, to serve him because we love him, because of the great kindness, and love, and mercy he's shown us. That's, that's the kind of reverent fear we're talking about. We're not talking about the petrified fear that you step out of line, God's is going to squash you type of thing that's not that's not what we're talking about here but here it is to serve the lord your god with all of your heart the question to all of us right now is are you serving the lord with all of your heart and if it's yes praise be to god for that but if you're like me
1: um the answer to that
0: question unfortunately is no we can always do things better we can always put more effort into things. but you know what? Uh, maybe you get up in the morning, and the first thing that you did, the minute you open your eyes, is oh, thank you, Lord, thank you for another another day of life, thank you for another breath, and so you, so you already started your day in prayer. And then you're getting, you are know, getting ready for church. You know, some of you have kids, like myself. You know, we gotta get them ready. That could be a challenge. Lord, you give me patience as I get ready for church. Uh, let it go smoothly. If it doesn't go smoothly, hey, you know what? Praise God in the midst of that, anyway. But it, we can serve the Lord better, and then we go to church. You know, there there are things right now that can hinder our worship. You know, um, I, my foot's kind of bothered me a little bit today. Um, I got a little little hitch in my up. and you know, I I could literally let that if I if I let it. I could let that hinder make 'cause I'm hobbling around like a, I don't know, like kind of like a weirdo. My kids are like, "Dad, your eyes?" Right? Like, yeah, my toes or my foot's all messed up, and but it's all good. And you know, my wife's a little bit under the weather today, but you know, I'm not gonna get all worked up over that. I mean, it's you know, God is in control. He has my family in His hands, and you know, it's, it's not really a terrible thing that she has. But you know, it's just, but those, see, all these things can, can start to pile up if you let it. And and you give it all back to God, as 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 cheesy as and as an easy as that sounds, but that's what we need to do. We give it all to God and we trust Him. God, I trust you with my life. I trust you uh, with the lives of my family. And what we're going to find out here in a minute is the power of God, but also but also that is the fact that you know. Everything in this world and outside of this world belong to God anyway. And so, again, this is what we're here for. We're here to fear the Lord, to walk in his ways. And by the way, if you fear the Lord reverently, uh, you really think twice before you sin. Or when you do sin and maybe you didn't think about it, you're like, oh, man, I just, I just sinned against God again. Nate, what is wrong with me? You know, and then we go to God and we confess our sins because we read yesterday in First John that if we confess our sins, Jesus, who is faithful and righteous, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We read that. That's powerful stuff, and that's true things. We can we can put everything that we have into that promise. So, uh, but we're also to walk in all of His ways, not some of His ways. We cannot cherry pick. What commands we listen to and what we ignore. You know what? This sounds good. I can do that. Ooh, but I don't really want to give up that. So I don't think I'm going to do that. We cannot cherry pick the things that we 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 want to do or not. It's what God absolutely commands that we faithfully obey. And also is to we talked about serving God with all our heart, all our soul, and to keep the Lord's commandments in which in His statutes and that he is commanding you today. So again, those are the things that, that we are to do. Now we get into verse 13, or excuse me, 14. Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the highest heavens, the earth and all that is in it. Did you catch that? Let me repeat that one more time. Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven. Okay, it's God's, heaven is God's. In the highest heavens, also gods, okay the earth and all that is in it hmm. that sounds like a pretty absolute statement, don't you think? So when people say to you and try to get you all riled up and try to uh, really mess with you and try to get your get you out of your spirit, understand this that when when calamity comes and when when disaster strikes. And unfortunately, when there are people um, that are taken away or their time has come, and in whatever it is, uh, my my stepfather-in-law, he he tried to challenge me on uh, – this is way back when, but there is a uh, – this is a long time ago. But uh, do you remember the – I believe it was Indonesia where they had the – and now you correct me if I'm wrong here,
1: um,
0: but they had the earthquake that had the tsunami that killed like 200,000 people or some some huge number like that. And so, so his response to me was, how can a good God allow that to happen? And, you know, I wish at that point I had the knowledge and wisdom that I had now. I answered it correctly, but I could have answered it back I could have backed it up with at least two pieces of scripture and we read before and we actually read this the other day that psalm twenty four says that the the earth and all that its inhabitants and all actually it's, it either says that in one translation or all the all those who dwell in it are his are the lord's so you have that piece of scripture to fall on and you have this one so again. The, the heavens and the highest heavens and the earth and, and all that is in it are his i mean right now i'm I'm taking a little bit of drive before I go back home and and uh get or get my kids ready for for church but i'm driving out you know i am driving past like lily pads right now, and they're they have flowers on top of them it's it's beautiful and I'm driving past this lake it's it's a beautiful place, you know birds cranes. Uh, rabbits, turtles, I mean, all these things uh, are His. They're His. And we are His. And that's what we fail to understand. We fail to understand that we are God's and our family is God's. And if He says, Nate, unfortunately, it's your grandfather's time to go, I cannot be Extreme I can be I can I can be sad that's okay but I can't hold a grudge against God. It, it's it's his will. He he desires him home. I didn't create my grandfather.
1: I didn't create my grandfather. He
0: did. God did. My my grandfather just turned 93. And he just said you know, the other day when I saw him, because I don't get to see him too often anymore. He said, I'm just, I'm still, I'm still above ground. I'm still alive. Right? He he looks just as good as he did even 20 years ago. And, and praise God for that. And unfortunately he lost his wife slash my grandmother about 10 plus years ago. I just, you know, and he still gives God the glory. That's what happens when you are rooted and grounded and established in Jesus Christ. Nothing can shake you. Yes, you can be sad. What What happened when Lazarus died? Jesus wept. And that that weeping was an uncontrollable weep. He was, and he knew, again, hear me when I say this. He knew that in just a few moments, he was going to raise him from the dead. So why did he weep? Well, because scripture says we mourn with those who mourn, we rejoice with those who rejoice. So that mourning only lasted a moment. And then he asked one of the sisters, I believe it was Martha, it was Mary and Martha. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. I want to say it's Martha. But he basically asked her, do you believe that you'll see your brother again? Basically, I mean, that's, that's not word for word here. And she said, yeah, I believe in the resurrection. I believe I will see him again one day. I'm paraphrasing here. That's the basis of the conversation. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. See, she was talking to the revelation. Hello. Can I get an amen there? Yes. She was talking to the resurrection. It's through him we rise again. It's through him we have eternal life. Through him and him alone. I mean, she was standing in the presence of God Almighty. And miraculously, graciously, lovingly raised him from the dead four days later. That is, uh, well, I'll just be saying this. He, he, he'd be stinking a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he, uh, <laughs> I wonder what it'd be like for Lazarus at that point. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, see, see, how, see how deep we can get into scripture here? Um, and I said, this is supposed to be quick, but he, here's the truth. Everything belongs to the Lord. You, if you're still listening, Belong to the Lord, and the, and the, and the more you realize that, the more you come to grips with that. The, the I don't want to say the easier life becomes, but what happens is you understand the totality of how great and powerful and awesome God is, and I don't want to say how small we are, but. uh even though we're small and we seem insignificant he died for us significantly if we were not worth it he wouldn't have died on that cross see we're not we're not just creation here we are made in his image that's powerful stuff and yet a lot of people say well god god just you know cast people to hell yeah because we choose it he gives people plenty of opportunities throughout their life and yet we reject God. I mean, I just mentioned a little bit of the things I've seen today, uh, just on my little drive here. And you can read it in Romans 1, but basically what it says is creation testifies to the glory of God, so that men and women are without excuse. There's no excuse not believing in God. But it, it, it takes it a step farther. You need to believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, for eternal life. That's, that's the deal. We can read that in John 14 6 so again the heavens the galaxies far far away as we've seen with the new uh, James Webb telescope everything that you see was created by the words of God you got to believe that you got to you have to trust in that a lot of people don't so let's go to verse 15 yet on your father's did the Lord set His affection to love them, and He chose their descendants after them, even you above all peoples? And it is this day. So circumcise your heart, and stiffen your neck no longer. Cut off the things, people. Okay, now this is me talking here. This is not scripture. Um, we need to get. We need to cut off the things that are hindering us from God. Circumcise your heart. We know what circumcision is. But that is a, that is a symbol, uh, representation of belonging to God. Trusting God, having faith in God.
1: And stiffen your neck no longer. A lot of us are stiff-necked.
0: I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to surrender. I'm not going to obey. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to church on Sunday. I work six days a week. Why would I get up early and go to church? They're a bunch of hypocrites anyway. I always say this, well, that's okay. There's, there's room for one more. Yes. People, people in church are not perfect people. And if people act like they're perfect, that's probably not a place you want to be. And I've experienced that myself. I've had, I've had pastors before hold their arms up, walk down the aisle, act like they're holier than thou. I got news for you. You, you put your pants on just like you sinned you sin before you preached your sermon. Again, no one is higher than the other. We are all of the same faith. But the problem is a lot of times man likes to elevate themselves to a place where they don't belong. God belongs on the throne. Christ belongs on the throne. Not us. When we elevate self, we are trying to equate ourselves to God, and that just can't happen. And pride comes before our destruction, right? You put in the chat box uh, where that is, and I believe that's in Proverbs. Someone find that for me and put it in the chat, um, or that like, chat me. But I'm here. I'm here to tell you that you cannot elevate yourself to a place where you don't belong. That's why you know, uh, when you really study things out, how Catholicism really started is that, the, that a bunch of elders gathered together and elevated one elder above everybody else. If they were true elders, they would not have done that. Because an elder, a deacon, or a pastor, which a pastor is basically the same thing as, as an elder, in, in a way. Uh, but here's the thing. You're, that is a, that is a, a title... Or position of servitude. That's a position of servitude, not to elevate yourself to have power over one, one another. That's not what it's about. Yes, elders are there to shepherd the flock, to tend the sheep, but it's not to be an overlord over them. To have this kind of power where everybody bows down and, and you know kisses your ring. I, uh, understand that. These people that have been elevated to these positions that that's that stuff is satanic, and that's what that's what's most Satan's biggest uh, downfall was he elevated pride and wanted that power. he thought of him too much of himself, therefore that's and guess what that's what we're all not all of us here, hopefully not, but a lot of us here. And anywhere else, sometimes we do want that power. We want that respect. And we're reading here that God is sovereign. God is in charge. We are not. That's the truth. So let's uh, keep going here because we're getting close to the end. Verse 17 says, For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who does not show partiality nor take a bribe. Praise God for that. Verse 18, he executes justice for the orphan and the widow. He shows his love for the alien by giving him food and clothing. So show your love for the alien, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. Wow. We'll stop there for a minute. Uh, I think we need to take some notes as a society, don't you think? How to treat people that are not, uh, I mean, this can turn into a whole other different conversation, but God doesn't show partiality. You know who does? Satan does. He shows favoritism. And guess what happens? You show favoritism. Bad things usually come. Bad things usually come. When Jacob favored his son, Joseph, his other brothers, older brothers, became extremely angry. What happened to Joseph? They sold him, to, sold him into slavery to Egypt. They tore, they tore his, his purple robe. And guess what happened? He told his father that he was eaten by wild beasts, right? It wasn't until later where, um, you know, they they finally had some reconciliation but that, that was a really ugly time. That's what happens when you, you show favoritism. God doesn't show favoritism. He does have a special place in his heart for, for believers that are, are saved by Christ's son and who, who has the Holy Spirit dwelling within them for sure. But God does cause the rain to fall on the righteous and the wicked but he, and he lets that rain fall on the on the wicked to show them his goodness and hopefully they would turn in repentance and follow him but what happens is they become more stiff and I think wow look at look at my uh, good luck now and look at look look what I'm doing and that that's just we we as believers we are to give the glory all back to God that's what we do everything is from God by God for God and through God that's why when I sign off every time, I've just come to that conclusion. Everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ, and that's it's not a catchy slogan. That, that it's just the truth. Yeah, it is a little bit catchy, but I mean, that's why I came to the conclusion when I studied out Colossians. It's just everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ, and that's it's it's absolutely true. Now, verse twenty, as we start to conclude here, we have a couple of verses left. So it says in verse twenty. You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him and cling to him, and you shall swear by his name. He is your praise, and he is your God, who has done these great and awesome things for you which your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down to Egypt, 70 persons in all, and now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of heaven. So, (laughs) I'm uh, going to focus on verse 21, then we'll call it. Verse 21 says, once again, he, now let's talk about God here. God, he is your praise. He is your God who has done these great and awesome things for you, which your eyes have seen. If you see another day, God is blessing you. He is causing that rain to fall upon you. He is demonstrating his patience and his graciousness to you. Because this, is a, and this, this day is another day, another opportunity for salvation. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Do not let it pass you by. What a, what a wonderful day this will be today the Lord's day to choose him. If you are hearing this, this is not an accident. I I truly, truly believe that. If you are hearing the scriptures today, God is drawing you to himself. And if you come to Christ, you will never be cast out. He is with you always, even to the very end of the age. And And you can't say that for a lot of people in your circle. If I started started to mistreat my wife today, over time, she would leave me. And I'm not saying go mistreating her wives or her husbands. What I'm saying is the patience of God is far greater than the patience we have for others or others have patience for us. And praise God for that. So today is the day for salvation. Don't, don't, Don't let time between you and God because what happens is if you let this, "Ah, I really like what I heard today, but I'm just not so sure yet. What happens is your heart becomes a little bit harder and a little bit harder and a little bit harder until it's so callous that God's word just bounces off you completely like a seed would fall on pavement. It doesn't have that fertile ground to grab a hold of and embed itself and implant itself and start doing work within. As you know, the concrete just bounces straight off. And the birds come to snatch it and it's gone. Do not let this moment pass you by. This is the Lord's day. Every day is the Lord's day, but specifically today, this is where we gather together with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, singing praises and worshiping God, not just with praises, but with, but with uh, the readings of scripture, for the sermons, through the interactions we have with one another, through our prayers, through the prayers that we have in secret, which we're supposed to be doing, we're supposed to close the door, get all, get quiet, and, and, and make our requests known to him.
1: Jesus gave us that
0: example. He He prayed in solitude a lot. There is time for a public prayer, for sure. There's also a great time to go out and just off by yourself and talk to God. So. I challenge you today with what you have heard, and maybe you just hopped on for a quick second, and maybe you're on right now. And you're like, "Well, oh, he's about to finish. I'm just going to swipe off." Before you swipe off, read Deuteronomy 10. That's my that's the challenge today. If you cut on halfway, we went 12, verse 12 through the end of the chapter. Fantastic stuff, and God willing, here in about an hour, I'm going to be reading that up front at church, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. And I'm I'm looking forward to that. So I want to say thank you to everybody that joined me today. Um, Kind of an impromptu study. And I'm just here to share with you that uh, God is alive and active, powerful. And he is eagerly awaiting for you to come to him for eternal life. He cannot wait to save you. But there's something that we must do. And what do we do? Well, first thing we need to do is come to God in repentance. God, I am so sorry for the things that I have done. I, I I now know that the sins I have committed hide your face from me and separate the two of us eternally. So it becomes hopeless. How, how can I stand right before you? Well, Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived a perfect, sinless life, died on a cross, and rose from the dead three days later. And you put your trust and faith in him. That's the next step. You put your trust and faith in him. Just in that. I believe, Lord, with all of my heart, that that your sacrifice on the cross was sufficient enough to pay for the penalty of my sins, that I deserve to be paid. And I believe that for your resurrection, that it sealed that promise and that Jesus is God. And I believe that through his resurrection, I will rise again one day.
1: And the next step is getting baptized.
0: And one thing that we must do that, we've, that we really heard in these scriptures today is we need to confess him as Lord. The Lord, that word the Lord in in the Greek is kurios. It's like curious, but with a K. And the most powerful thing about it is that it means one who has exclusive ownership rights. And if there is a kurios, then there is a doulos. A doulos is a slave. We are a slave to the commandments, the wills, the statutes, the ordinances of God. Whatever his word says, we will do. We should, when we read scripture, we should read and say, yes, my Lord, I will do it. Or if God says not to do something, uh, Lord, I repent of this sin and I, I confess to you that it's wrong and I, I will turn away from it.
1: We need to pray the scriptures. And far too often we don't do that, but today could be the day. It could be the day. So I
0: pray that the Lord blesses and keeps each and every single one of you and gives you peace. And if you need anything from me, you have a question about things, or you want to know more information about uh, about this at all. Again, chat's on here, or you can email me either way. I'll be more than happy to talk to you. So, with that being said, remember, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. And until next time, God bless you all.